Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. What's up, you guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Stella Ray Herself podcast. As always, thank you so much for tuning in this week. Big announcement, y'all. I have moved to New York. I don't want to say officially because we are in an Airbnb until we find an actual place. It was very hard to try and find a place virtually. And a lot of places and landlords, especially, you know, in smaller buildings where there's only a couple units rather than a big, like, commercial building you know, that belongs to a company or something. Um, they did want us to come tour. My sister also had to be here by a specific date to start work. So this just made the most sense. So I don't want to say officially yet. Like I will feel it's official when I sign that lease and then I'll put it in my bio, you know, but as for now, like it's kind of weird too, because I feel like I've visited so much in the past couple of years that this just kind of feels like I'm visiting. And so sometimes I'll catch myself feeling that feeling of like, oh my God, like, you know, when you're on a trip and you just have to kind of do as many things as you can within that time window, cause you have limited time. That's kind of how it feels. But yeah, so I wanted to chat a little bit about why I made this decision and just kind of my thought process behind it. So as you guys know, I moved to LA when I was 18, right at the end of 2016. So that's a good six years because LA is such a widespread space city sprawl i definitely found it hard to really enjoy the city i just remember you know if i would be out at a friend's or just out you know somewhere out of my neighborhood there would just always kind of be the stress of like getting home and i did not drive either that whole entire time which was fine for the most part you know i was able to walk to amenities in my neighborhood. I lived in downtown LA. I lived in Hollywood the first year and then after that I moved downtown. So I would Uber, I would train if I was able to. And there would just always be the stress. Like I feel like even people who do drive, like there's still that stress of traffic and gas and everything is just so far. Looking back, I feel like I just always had trouble fully enjoying myself and really wanting to go, you know, try new things or do new things because it's like, oh, well, it's kind of far. I don't know, maybe next time, you know, and that would just keep happening. They are expanding the rail system in LA, thank God. And hopefully that will just normalize it a little bit more. I don't want to say, oh my God, LA is so fake, but I do feel like, you know, a lot of people who move to LA, they move to pursue something in the entertainment industry, whether it be acting, modeling, music. And there is this certain vibe, you know, especially in the whole Hollywood scene and like the club scene where people really want to be perceived a certain way. That's why you see, you know, all these bros with their fake chains, their fake watches. You see girls with their fake designer bags. People will do whatever it takes to fit that image of what they think, you know, is goals or like whatever. And I feel like a mix of these two things, like the mix of it's a sprawl, the public transport isn't that great. And also this vibe of like, I wanna be seen in a specific way. I wanna seem like I have money. I wanna seem like I, you know, I'm elusive and I'm just very in and like trendy. <laughs> I just feel like certain people would definitely judge me or judge people who took, you know, the train or whatever. And I've heard that from other people as well. I had a friend who was American, but she traveled like so much in Europe and had lived in so many different countries. And she said that, 
she went on a date with this guy, or maybe it was kind of like a group hangout sesh, I don't remember. And she said that she was taking the bus home and they all thought it was so weird. Whereas in a more public transport, you know, pedestrian friendly city, that would just be the norm. I have told y'all this story before um, where my friend and I were at this little day party. This guy was talking to us. I think my friend kind of knew him. I don't know how it even came up, but we started talking about taking the train in LA. Like, I think he asked us like, oh, do you guys take the train? I think because he, we said we don't drive. So he was like, oh, you guys take the train. And we were like, yeah, we do. And he was like bullying us. Like, he was kind of trying to flirt with us, but he, you could tell he was a little judgmental about it. And my friend literally saw him on the train like a few weeks later. And he was very much like in the Hollywood scene, like wanting to be out. So then on top of that with the pandemic, I feel like that just added another layer. I just felt like I wasn't even really in LA. Like I was in my apartment most of the time. So all this is to say, I knew I wanted to make a change. And every time I would come to New York, I just felt like it was so much more me and my lifestyle and just the fact that i could walk places and take the train and that was just the normal thing that everybody did like that was probably the number one thing that made me want to live here i knew i still wanted to live in a big city even though going back home you know for a few months was nice it was nice to be in a slower paced environment you know i'm still young i want to be in a big city i want to be meeting people i like that i just like being in a big city i guess that's not even like an age thing but i mean it can be for some people but i just like being in a big city and i just remember feeling such a sense of relief it was really when i came out here in summer 2021 that i finally like it was like an epiphany i was like oh my god like this is what i've been wanting in la and living in downtown la and just like really liking that city vibe but then like downtown la it's kind of like pretty sketchy <laughs> it's like you want it to just be a little better than it <laughs> Bro, people would hate coming to downtown. Oh my God. So yeah, ever since then, I kind of had it in my mind like, oh, I, I want to live there. So I'm just really excited. And thank you so much to everyone that's been so supportive and excited for me. That really means a lot. And I love this like new era vibe. You know, I changed my hair, moved. It's just like fun and fresh. It's so funny because I always think of myself as such a routine. Like I can do the same thing over and over and like not get tired of it usually type of person. But then, like, I always have an error. Like, I always know when to change things up when I need to. I just feel more inspired here. But yeah, it does still kind of feel like I'm just visiting. So we'll see how things progress. But I'm really excited for all my upcoming content. And again, I just feel so much more inspired and, like, just that new era vibe. Like, ooh, finally. So I saw this tweet a while ago, and I kind of tweeted about it. But I wanted to come on here and fully talk about it because it's kind of in the theme of what I've been talking about. I saw a TikTok and I cannot find the tech doc. I didn't like it. I didn't interact with it. I hate when that happens because then the idea will stick in my mind and I'll want to make a podcast about it, but I can't credit the original person, but maybe it's good I don't credit them. Basically, this girl made a TikTok about how car culture puts her more in her feminine energy. And you can tell she was one of those very much like loves to talk about feminine energy type of people, <laughs> type of girlies. I've talked about this whole thing before, this whole concept of being in your feminine energy. Part of me relates and agrees with it in the sense of you know i think especially as someone who's been an overfunctioner and a people pleaser it is nice to learn how to date and just learn how to let people do things for you and to learn how to ask for help and it's very nice to be around a man who can handle things and like make sure that you're good and all of that like i agree with all of that but i feel like sometimes these posts about feminine energy can just be very 
traditional gender roles, gender stereotypes, very like giving 1950s. <laughs> Talked about this before how just because a man is very much in his masculine energy, oh, he's a provider, he's this that, and that, which can all be great traits, you know, depending on the person. If you want a satisfying relationship, I just always think of, you know, this guy that I went on a couple dates with and what initially attracted me to him, I don't even know if it was like consciously, but he was very masculine in the sense that he would like plan dates, he would like take me out, he would always make the plan. And there was just this sense of like security as far as that goes, but as I got to know him a little bit more, and again, we only went on like a few dates, he wasn't really interested. It didn't seem like he was very interested in getting to know me as an individual. I was just kind of filling this role as like, you know, the feminine or as the woman in the situation or like the pretty girl that he's taking on a date and like whatever. And I do think there needs to be a balance in like a true healthy relationship, at least one that I want, where there's an equal exchange of, you know, ideas. Like I just never felt like, I could really speak up or that I could disagree with his like plan or whatever. So it really depends on the person, you know? And I think to just say, oh, I want a really masculine man that like plans dates and like does this and that. It's like, what about other things? Like, does he see you as a full person? <laughs> Can you tell him how you feel? Does he tell you how he honestly feels like in a vulnerable way? So I have mixed feelings. So in this TikTok, she was basically explaining how car culture puts her in her feminine energy. So on one hand, I feel this because, you know, public transportation can definitely be very uncomfortable and unsafe, especially as a woman. You know, we don't want to take that late at night, even during the day sometimes. It's just very sketchy. Men can just be very violent. And, you know, let's be honest, it's always men. And it can just make us very uncomfortable. And we have to kind of be on guard. And, you know, you kind of have to plan your outfits around what, you know, if you're taking the train that day or not versus in car culture, you know, because it's just you, you can wear whatever you want and like relax a little bit more as far as that goes. So I get what she was saying, but I just feel like the whole like, oh, I'm in my feminine energy thing. I just feel like there's better ways of describing that. And that's kind of what I was tweeting about. And I think it all comes down to patriarchy and misogyny. Because <laughs> if there wasn't patriarchy, you know, we wouldn't have to worry about being unsafe in public spaces or when we're out by ourselves because there wouldn't be this like overall, I want to say like hatred of women, but also just this, this societal norm, you know, that it's okay for men to exert control over women. And I think that's really what it is. You know, if a guy is being creepy to you, most of the time it's not because he's interested, you know, it's because he's trying to make you uncomfortable. It's trying, he's trying to exert control and he's trying to kind of put you down in that way. The issue is not like, oh my God, I love car culture. Car culture is the best. Because also bitch, like you could be walking to your car in the parking lot late at night and some, a killer comes out, you know? Someone could be following you in your car. Like <laughs> obviously it's different than like taking public transportation, but I just always think about that, you know, like, oh, like I want to Uber because it's safer. It's like, not necessarily, bitch. So I would love to hear your thoughts. But yeah, when it comes down to it, car culture is very harmful, you know, for us and for the planet. I've also seen talk here and there and I've posted about it just with lack of third spaces, specifically in the US. And a third space is basically where people go to hang out and to meet one another and to, you know, share the tea. In the olden days, it would be like the town square, you know, maybe a coffee shop or a roller rink or just places where people, specifically adults, 
can hang out and just, you know, chill. It's not work, it's not school, it's not home. And how there's less and less of that because of technology, you know. I think it's so interesting how I feel like for the most part, whenever you go into a Starbucks, like there's often not really people like sitting, like I wouldn't be like, oh, let's meet at Starbucks like to hang out. You know, they're very much like mobile order, like grab it and go. And that's just very American as well. You know, it's like go, go, go. It's a very like work oriented place. And I feel like with social media as well, a lot of people are more isolated, you know, even though we can connect in so many more ways, there's less of a need to like go up to someone and start talking to them. It's like, oh, I could just do that online. <laughs> this is not like an anti-social media page, but like <laughs> there is something to be said with that, with the effect of that and the lack of third spaces. And I feel like a lot of it is car culture as well. I know when I go, when I, you know, I'm in New York or when I was in Paris, you know, there's so many more people just out walking around. You would really have to go out of your way in LA to like just, I don't know, be around people. I would never see any like baddies <laughs> walking around, like guys and girls, like honestly. But in more walkable cities and you know, places where public transport is the norm, you just, you see people. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Everyone is out with each other. And reading that book I was talking to you guys about, What Happened to You by Bruce D. Perry and Oprah Winfrey, they talk about in the end how community is so important, especially they were using the example of in raising a child and how in the, you know, in the old days, it was so true that it really did take a village to raise a child and there would be different people for different needs that the child had. He gives an example of, I don't know if they were foster kids, I can't remember or just basically these kids that were very traumatized and they were trying to rehabilitate them. And I think whatever system they were in wasn't working. So he came in and he was like, okay, like we're going to have all these different, you know, I don't know if they were therapists or people certified. And, and basically there's gonna be the adult that you can have fun with. There's gonna be the adult you can just sit quietly with, the adult that you can play with, the adult that you can cry to. And all these adults have kind of like a different trait that they provide for the kids and how that really helped these kids whereas before I think it was just like one person trying to do it, it all or like each kid was assigned an adult or something basically just something where it was not working and now you know we expect usually just a mother to provide all of those traits and to be like the center of the universe of her child's universe and just you know do everything and it's just not realistic, especially in a society where you have to work. So basically one person is expected to do the work of like what a, a lot of people used to do. And I just know for myself too, that's part of also why I wanted to leave LA. I was just feeling increasingly more isolated and, you know, sure, a lot of that is just like my own issues. But <laughs> I think with COVID especially, um, just living alone and like spending most of my time alone, it just kind of made me like want to be alone like it was that much harder to like get out there and put myself out there so especially moving back home and living with people again that really i think helped especially as someone who has dealt with a lot of anxiety 
um, that definitely like helped ground me. And yeah, like the importance of community, man. <laughs> it's so important. So I would love to hear your thoughts on any of that. What has your experience been with car culture? What has your experience been with third spaces? If you have a third space that you really love and you connect with people at and you meet people, let me know what it is down below. So that's gonna be it for this week's episode. I know it was definitely a shorter one, but y'all, the past week has been so, like, so much. <laughs> so I hope you can understand and I hope you still learned something today. Again, let me know your thoughts down below. Don't forget to share this episode on your IG story. Tag me at Sailor.Ray and or at Sailor Ray Podcast on IG. And I will talk to you guys next week. Bye, everyone.